This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the DLU Podcast brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. Before we get into this week's episode, yeah, I am recording this on a Wednesday evening. Um, today, the pro wrestling industry lost an absolute legend you know, in the business. Um, the one and only Terry Funk from the old Double Cross Rants in Amarillo, Texas. One of the most legitimate, tough guys ever to step foot in the ring. Um... I've had the pleasure of knowing quite a few people that worked with Terry Funk, you know, in the ring and just some of the legendary stories, you know, who never get old. And, you know, my heart goes out to his family, especially his brother, Dory, the first pair of brothers, believe it or not, to become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion as a very, very true story. You know, Terry will definitely be missed by a lot of his contemporaries, fans like myself and everyone around the world. But um, this is a huge week for me. Um, this Friday, um, Espacion goes live. <laughs> the song goes live um, at midnight, as a matter of fact, depending upon where you are in the world. Um, August 25th, you know, me and Angie Stars uh, bring our project out to the world. So the single will be out. The music video will be following after that, probably within a week or so. So stay tuned for that. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do at the end of this episode is I'm going to actually debut the song on this episode of the DLU podcast at the very end. So, you know, listen to this episode and then listen to the song. And speaking of Espacion, now this week, I have Angie Stars on, in addition to one of the producers from the music video, Divine Fury. And we talk about, really, the origin of how we all met. How we met, how we were able to network, um, just everything that went into the project. You know, some of the things that independent artists go through. And it's a lesson for any independent artist. I don't care if you're in the music business, or if you're in the wrestling business, or whatever it is. You know, when you're on the um, the up on the come up, and and you're on the grind, you know, you have to stay the course, and that's exactly what we talk about in this episode. And let's not wait any longer. My interview with Divine Fury and Angie Stars starts right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to have on this week's episode of the D Loop Podcast. You know, as you guys know, 
Espacion will be out tomorrow, um, August 25th, on um, all streaming platforms. And the uh, music video is going to follow up uh, soon after that. Um, but I have um, my tag team partner, um, Angie Stars, and one of the producers of my music video, uh, Divine Fury. And uh, welcome again. Thank you guys for coming out and, um, to come on to the show. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thanks thank for having you, me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, you know, this this uh, journey um, actually goes back, man, about four years ago. Um, I wrote this song, you know, being inspired by another artist with the intent of, you know, writing, you know, recording it someday. What someday meant, I don't know. Now, mind you, four years ago was pre-pandemic. I did not anticipate the world legitimately stopping and, you know, re-trying to do a hard reset and that type of thing. Yeah, seriously. So... Mm-hmm. Um, in the process of it, though, and before I started the DLU podcast, I was I'm still hosting it, too. But I was hosting a, a podcast for radio pushers called We Build Different. And I met Angie Stars and her and I um, really, really hit it off when we when we did the interview. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. And if you can talk a little bit about that, Angie, as far as that first time that we did meet, you know, on We Build Different. Yeah, dude. First of all, it's been a great experience. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, thank you for choosing me for this project. It's actually an amazing record. Um, it's something that I enjoy doing. Uh, we met, yeah, Radio Pushers, a wonderful, wonderful family to have. Um, I actually met a lot of people, a lot of artists, but I went on your show, right? I was, you interviewed me. I mean, it was one of the best interviews, one of the most professional interviews I've had. And, you know, I showed interest in your music. I remember I said, I want to do an EDM track. You did, actually. Yeah, that's very, very true. And that was what kind of, you know, inspired me to want to work with you. But I didn't know you was going to bring Espacion to the table, you know. <laughs> that was like a huge surprise, you know. Yeah. But it showed it showed versatility. It showed how great you are as an artist, um, and the combination was just you know, amazing. So I'm just happy to be here, uh, happy to promote this track, this record, and I'm looking forward to the results. Yeah, and it was crazy because when we had, when we when we ended the conversation, you and I would check in with each other from time to time. You know, when you had shows, whether yeah. I know you had a radio show in Orlando, and you were going to do some things in, in you know in New York City, and you know we were just checking in every now and then. We check in, and I think it may have been like November when I was just sitting on the couch, and I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna probably I want to do something different that no one's gonna ever expect from me, and it was this record that I had written already done. And I pitched it to you and you was like, okay, let's do it. And I was, I had given you full reign of your verse. I said, I want you to, you know, you do what you want to do because I, I felt as though that based off of the music that I heard from you, that I was very comfortable with what you were able to bring to the table and to create in the, in the direction that we were both talking about. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. I mean, it left me speechless, to be honest. You know, you work so hard in this industry, and, you know, you meet so many bad apples. It's like sometimes you don't want to keep going, but then there's people like us that create and, you know, do the right thing by each other, and it just makes so much better music, you know? 
Yeah. And, and, and I, and again, you know, to your point, you know, we both share those, um, those, those bad, uh, apples. We talked about that offline and just some of the similar experiences, you know, we both had. And once we were able to kind of say, okay, we have something in common, which really shouldn't be a norm as far as how things are done sometimes in this industry, you know, when you at least find some like-minded people and you know, that that's how it all comes to be. But, you know, after, you know, we kind of went in the direction of where we wanted to go, I, because originally I wanted you to have 16 bars in the middle of the song, but I felt like I needed the public to hear Angie Stars first on this record to give it the energy that it needed. And that was the most important thing to me was making sure that you were highlighted first because I wanted you to be the first, I wanted you to really be the face of this record. And a lot of t- I'm a mu- I'm a music historian, and um, it goes back to you know I, I you know growing up in you know in, in the '90s, obviously you know the you know Bad Boy records, you know with you know Puffy and, and uh, Biggie, and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the records that they were putting out a lot, whether it was Total, whether it was um, One Twelve, Biggie was always featured on those records to really give it right. energy that it needed. And I said, you know what? I said I'm gonna I'm gonna take that approach. Angie has to start this song first. Oh, wow, to be compared to a song like Total or One Twelve <laughs> or a Biggie, you know, Biggie is one of my music idols, you know, besides Missy Elliott for her great work ethic and just amazing music and music videos that she pulls out. Uh, Biggie was one of the artists that I admired uh, because he was a storytelling artist. Right. I like that. I like music that makes me see a movie, like a picture, while I'm listening. So I try to bring that to my music. So it was, it's just great to do as young because it's like a movie, you know? And the and, video, I can't wait. Right. And speaking of the video, again, I have uh, Divine Fury. And again, I want to thank you so much for, um, you know, for coming on, too. So tell the people Thanks a little bit about your background as far as how you got involved in, you know, in the cinematic side of things in regards to producing, directing, and things of that nature? Um, It all starts back with music. Uh, Being an artist producing beats, uh, not really having a direction of where your talent is going and just growing it uh, led me to video. by mistake was with a friend shooting a music video with a camcorder and mm-hmm. uh, I liked being behind the camera. I liked what we did together, the entire process. Uh, I knew I wanted to be on that side of music. Right. Uh, making artists' uh, music and their visuals, even though they know how to put into stories, uh, that instinct showed me all, oh, this is how you do it. Uh, and from there, I just ran with it. I put every piece of uh, energy I could into it, um, my own money, my own time, just like all artists do in the beginning. Um, but the thing has been a love, you know, a love for it. I had to fall in love with the will to want to do this. I knew my talent can only go so far, but I had to fall in with the will to want to do this over and over and create art with other artists. You know, uh, whether good or bad, I just knew I wanted to create. Uh, and then with time, I got to know to be a professional. Because after you're an amateur, you, go, you start being a professional. You start changing things. You 
go into your work ethic change. Uh, the people you do art with changes. You grow from that, you know. Um, and that's what's kind of pushed me into where I love now. I love, you know, I got the title director from another director because your peers are the ones that give you the titles. Once they appreciate what you've done. And then over time, I fell into the norm of producing because producing kept me on putting the crew together, putting the artists together, putting the project together, and making sure that the project overall is produced for the artist and for whatever label or persons he may, you know, have put this, you know, the conglomerate of the music together with. Uh, if they're happy, I did my job. Uh, even with failures, I love doing my job as far as producing is concerned. Uh, and that's why I'm where I am now. I love producing. Uh, uh, your song, specifically, uh, Espacion, how this came about through Angie, knew me during working with her and threw the video to me and was like, hey, I got this person, Derek Lewis. Uh, he's got this song. I met him on the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I heard that. That was dope. Uh, so while you guys were talking, you know, I wanted to step in and say something. I was like, no, let's just wait till we talk because... It's funny how everything happens so fastly with that. Uh, and here we are now, you know, uh, ready to go national with this song. Uh, the video is going to be everywhere for everybody to see on all platforms. Uh, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we're here and that we're moving forward. Now, talk to me a little bit more about, like, as far as the educational aspect of it, as far as how you were able to learn, you know, in all aspects of, of whether you're, you know, directing, yeah. if you, you know, if you shoot all these shooting, because mm -hmm. it definitely takes time in regards to yeah. getting the right shot, how the mm -hmm. color comes in, all the right yeah. angles and everything. Yeah. So where did you learn? Who did you learn from and where did you learn from as well? Um, in the beginning, as being an amateur, there was no schooling at first. Uh, it was just what I had around me and my friends. Uh, picked up a couple of books, cinematic books, and once I saw that uh, how much I loved doing this, I put everything else down and took it seriously. Uh, looked at schools, looked at courses, um, and the one that came in was the uh, New York City Film uh, uh, PA's uh, intern. Uh, you go in, this is a long time ago, 18 weeks, now it's like eight weeks, uh, maybe even shorter. Okay. Uh, Compared to then, this is, you're talking 2002, uh, when I decided to really jump into the world of uh, production and film. Uh, and I already knew I wanted to be an owner of a production company, but I wanted to know all aspects, the grip, the lighting, everything. So I had to start from the bottom in order to understand the whole industry. Uh, I kind of put the curriculum aside for a while and did all the physical work because um, I felt that would make me more well-rounded at first, but you can't have one without the other. Uh, so I did go sign up to full sale, didn't graduate, but I got the basics of learning film and TV on how a college would teach you. And it was no different from what I learned on my own in there. It was just everything is more formal, there's paperwork involved, and there's a bill. How I learned it, uh, like... Uh, like a Spielberg did, they went to a big college after the fact they already knew they had talent. It was just to get the door with business. So when you go to the colleges and all that, that gives you the business connections, which everyone knows this, and it's how you push through. Uh, and that's what I've learned. I learned to join those words, even though they didn't happen all at the same time or in the right uniform. It's kind of built itself up into this. Uh, 
And it's kind of almost like my work ethic came from studying someone I admire a lot, which is Spike Lee, and he was self-taught. And then he went to NYU uh, and built from there. But he, in his film, in his early days, he, everything was self-taught. He was not doing what they taught him in class. He was writing stories the way he wanted to, the way he was shooting the way he wanted to, in his style. Uh, and that's what film is, that's what art is. You know, you have a canvas and you're gonna paint the picture where you are. And you learn that over time. And commitment is what brings you to, elevates you to certain aspects. Uh, like for this, you know, all of us coming together on this, this elevates us. And this song alone, our work ethic, what we've done, uh, it shows what we love. Um, pretty much that's where I'm at with that as far as how, uh, you know, if you go from education to the passion of it, it's all interconnected uh, from how I developed myself down the line. Uh, it's, it's a little jumbly all over the place, but uh, it literally took me to formulate, to take something I really love, football, where I was going to get the time from, and put the 10,000 hours to be considered a professional. So it took years. It took seven years to be exact to really grasp the scope of the entire film and TV business inside and out. Uh, but when you start to apply that to what you want to build, now you're on another journey. Because now it's either you're learning and doing it or learning as you go along. And that's how it was for me. I was learning as I went along. And wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So Angie, I'll bring you back on here. So getting back to the song itself. So when you and I um, decided that this was something that we were going to do, um, we know we, you hooked me up with um, Classic Tunes. Shout out to you, Classic. I hope him and his wife and kids are doing well. Um, yeah. So when when you had introduced me to him and we, you know, we, you know, we did the Zoom session thing and he was on board like right away. So. In your estimation, based off of like the idea that we had in regards to the record and then what he was able to do with it, you know, were you, I guess, what was going through your mind once you heard everything in context, once Classic was able to get done what he was able to get done? Great question. What went through my mind was, you know, great records, you know, always, always have a story. Always have a story. And I believe this record, you know, came a long way. Um, I was excited because it was it was made organically. And I love that. I love music that is made organically, that comes from the heart. So what went through my mind was all positive thoughts. Like, you know, let's put all this positive energy into this project. Um and be happy with all the great people that we were able to work with throughout the time that we created this wonderful, amazing track. Um, so I was excited. To be honest, I was really excited. I couldn't stop listening to the song. I couldn't stop playing the song. I mean, my relatives that live with me, they, they all know the song by heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it, it's, it's, it's crazy you say that because when yeah. I hear people actually sing the lyrics to something that I wrote, it's pretty surreal. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah it, Unreal. Becomes real. it becomes real. And, yeah. you know, the energy that you get, the feedback and everything, it's like, you know, it's all worth it. It's, it's, it's what we do it for, you know, make people happy and, and bring mm -hmm. you know, music out that's positive, that uplifts. 
Indeed. So with Angie, so with you, so going back to as far as the origin of your career, and I wanted to, you know, kind of take it back a little bit as far as my listeners are concerned. When was it that you decided that this was something you were going to you were going to really take seriously as a career in regards to being, you know, not only an artist, but a songwriter? And what a lot of people are going to fully understand as you dive as you delve into Angie's catalog, she's an incredible songwriter. Like, I mean, truly, and this is no no BS. And I'm not I'm not blowing smoke. This is just factual facts. Angie's such an amazing songwriter. So when did it all begin for you? Kind of how I was asking Fury as far as how it began for him getting into the um to the creative side in regards to cinematic and everything. How did it begin for you for in regards to songwriting and and, and as far as being a, a recording artist? As a young child, I always sang. Um, I sang in church. I sang with my dad. So music um, is natural. It's a natural thing. Uh, it's in my blood. You know, um, I have you know cousins who are artists, RP singers, you know, one of my cousins is a pioneer in the reggaeton game, his name is Miko C. And, you know, this is the talent that I grew up listening to. So songwriting was natural to me. Um, When did I decide for it to become a career? Hmm. During COVID. When I lost, um, you know, my neighborhood lost a pioneer itself, um, rest in peace, Meg, Roberto Correa. I wrote a song called Goodbye for my father, my nephews that passed away, and for Meg. Just for people who passed away that we love and miss and that we're never going to say goodbye to. When I recorded that, um, the emotional experience recording that song just just changed something in me. It, it mm-hmm. just changed something. And when I actually performed it in front of people and the feedback that I received just changed my 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 view my music. Um in my advocate music that I'm making. Not not music in general, but the music that I'm making. And that impacted, you know, what I was doing. And I was like, okay, this is something I should take serious. Um, I should really push my songwriting um, and let people hear how versatile I am. You know, I can't just, you know, I don't only hip hop. I don't only just rap. You know, I can write R&B. I can write any type of music. Um, but Goodbye was the one that died. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, a lot of times when I interview people, and and, and I'm sure you all have heard similar stories, too, the pandemic, I felt, really was a game changer. Granted, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, you know, lost their lives. And, again, my heart goes out to anybody that lost anybody to uh, COVID or anything like that. But, you know, people that were maybe may have been on the fence about getting into the creative space made that decision during COVID when we had a lot of time to, our, to ourselves or people that may have already been in the creative space were able to find new ways to maneuver in this space and to be able to make it a lot more simplified rather than working harder, working smarter. So right. it's really good to hear stories about, you know, people really kind of turning it around 
you know, as far as like, hey, man, the pandemic kind of made, you know, made me realize, hey, this is what you need to be doing. And I felt like it was a hard re it was a hard reset for everybody's life to kind of figure out, all right, what is my what is my true passion? What's my true purpose? So yep. I appreciate you being vulnerable and being you know, being open and honest about, you know, your origin as far as granted to how you started when you were very, very young. But you really activated it, you know, really during COVID. So, and you know, that's an incredible story. I'm glad you were able to share that with us. So as we were moving forward into and you both can chime in on this when this is crazy because Angie basically introduced me to everybody. This is basically how it all comes down to Angie introduced me to classic. She introduced me to Surge. She introduced me to Edwin. She introduced me to Fury. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sparks, everybody else. So when we were making the we, we were making the decision um, on this video. And I know I had pitched some stuff to you, Angie, in the beginning. And you said, you know, I think my guy, Fury, I think he's going to you know, do a great job. What were some of – I guess, Fury, you can go first. Mm -hmm. what, what, what were you envisioning when, when we first talked about this record in regards to where we could go? Um, uh, she called me right away uh, with the song. I think it was like two, two, two or three calls I got. And she sent me the song at the same time on WhatsApp. <laughs> and I was like, I got to pay attention to this. What's up? Mm -hmm. So she sends me the song, and it was a rough copy. And I told her, I was like, I like the lyrically, but the mix is not there. I was like, I don't know. You know, what are we trying to do? You know, what are we doing here? Uh, she was like, she's like, is that even about the song? She's like, it's about the artist I'm working with. We're going to fix that. She's like, working with Derek right now, meeting him, I think, what we did when we recorded this, it showed, you know, like this is like what, what happened with Goodbye. You know, when you just know that it's gonna be great. Right, right. And I was like, all right. I was like, no problem. Wasn't that long later. I got a mix uh, that was a little better. Um, I believe you're driven to New York and you guys had, re re he retouched it for you. I'm not sure how it went down, but I know he retouched it. I got back the mix and I was like, oh, much better. I was like, wow. Uh, I was like, I like this. Uh, She's like, yeah, I'll get in contact with Derek and talk about visuals. And I'm like, all right, uh, send me the information. Send me your information right away. And by the time I got to you, I already had like 75 plays in on the song visually. Like I was already queuing up things. Right, right. Uh, I was already queuing up things. Ideas were flowing. Uh, and then once I got the basics of what you wanted, how you felt about the song, the idea started to stick, you know, the, the passion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with me with music, with someone that produced music, um, when songs get cleaned up right away, when people get back to you right away, it shows you, Hey, this is important to me. So I pay attention. If it's coming from Angie or from any of the artists that I know that we take each other's art seriously, I pay attention. I just right, don't right. blow it up. Right. right Cause right. not even, not even if it's, um, the visual feedback you got, I was going to give her something that could help you guys to move forward. This is who I am. Um, so from there, I was like, yo, let's just pitch these ideas to him and go from there. I went with them and you know, we spoke in the house for like almost 45 minutes over the phone, several conversations. Um, yeah. And, and we had it a whole other place. You know, once these, they get to see where we finally shot this, it was not where we wanted it to be at. It was at a right. totally different place, uh, totally different, the same vibe, but it was just a totally different place. And 
and uh, with, with luck and with perseverance looking for, you know, my side job, which I do, which is bartending, um, it, it fell into place. A place I worked at worked well. The visual fit better. Uh, this video changed and elevated so quickly how other people, which Edwin, he's not here, give a shout out to Edwin and EMC Productions. Um, him being friends with Surge was also a shout out to them. Uh, that form that came down the line. So this is what the universe was doing. Like, hey, I set you up with something that is it's going to put you in that white space you like to be as an artist. That, and that's what it did. The song just developed over time rapidly uh, with dysfunctionality in certain areas, but it was healthy because it made us refine what we wanted. It kept us there. We were not, all three of us right here in this, right now, we're not giving up on this period. Uh, and it just evolved. And that's what I loved about it. Every time I talk about it, I get kind of excited because it evolved to somewhere. And I love it. You know, I love what I do. I love working with you guys on this. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. Yeah, um, to, to kind of chime in a little bit on that, um, I had a mixer that I had to go to, I think, maybe the, maybe the first part of June. Mm-hmm. And you and I end up meeting like midday yeah. at a Dunkin' Donuts, and that meeting went about two hours. And yeah. we yeah. basically dissected so many different ideas to mm-hmm. what we were trying to accomplish. Like yeah. we literally started from like really from scratch as far as okay, mm-hmm. what do we want? What, what, how do we want the people to internalize this? Mm-hmm. What do we want? What do we want them to walk Usually, away with? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there were so many different answers because we're like, okay, but what about yeah. this? Oh, but what about that? What about yeah. this? So yeah. it, it was just we were about Coney Allen. Like we were even to Coney Allen at one point. We thought we talked about that. Yeah. So it was like yeah. there were so many different directions that mm-hmm. was going to affect the others. So we really had to kind of, and I mean this in, in the most complimentary complimentary way possible scaled back a little bit was like but wait a mm-hmm. minute we could simplify this without really going over the top right basically. and right and i mean and then once we realized okay we the venue that we end up using and then having the you know having the players that we you know end up having that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like oh wow i get it now yeah. so we walked away from that two-hour meeting again we we, we were literally sitting in a dunkin donuts um yeah. in, in lower manhattan just yeah. really Putting, you know, helping putting all of this together, and then that's when he mm-hmm. he pitched me, you know, about Serge and Edwin as far as how yeah. they. He's like, he's like, listen, we can shoot this video, mm-hmm. whatever, fine, but if you really want it, if you want to take it to the next level as an artist, as creative, as you know, someone that mm-hmm. wants to take their brand to the next level, I think these are the people that you need to work with, and mm-hmm. 
these are and ladies and gentlemen for any you know any artists that are out there that you know sometimes you know you, you look you're on the fence about something or whatever but if you if the stars are aligning the right way just go with your gut you know what yep. i mean just go with your gut and because at first i was just like well hmm, okay and then once i got an introduction to them i think a couple of weeks later we all met yep. in, in jersey yep. and we you know grabbed some food and we just we kind of knew what well, okay we're gonna do this and we just more or less all right when we're we gonna shoot this so mm -hmm. that was the beautiful part about you know really yeah getting all of this together and a lot of, and this is the the not so glamorous part about the entertainment business is because especially when you're independent and you're really dependent on each other and mm -hmm. other and using each other's resources to make something magical happen because right. again when you do you know when you have record companies there are there are billion dollar budgets and they can they have unlimited resources yeah. to do things and they can do it with the snap of a finger mm -hmm. so i get it but I'm proud of the job everyone everyone's everyone's contributions you know to this and my next um topic is mainly when we were shooting this and when we when we got to the venue and I was I just couldn't believe everything that was in place that we really didn't have to alter right so Angie um when you first saw this venue cuz I don't think Angie wasn't there for any of the any of the walkthroughs. So, no, no. Angie, when you got there, what was going through your mind in regards to this venue and how did it all how did it all come to be? Well, first of all, the venue was perfect. You know, I had seen the the pictures of it, right? Um, and shout I said, "Shout out to Reina. Okay, to Reina. <laughs> looks good." Reina venue. Shout out to them. Shout out to Raina, New York City venue. Oh yeah. my God, it was just perfect for the concept of the song. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I felt like it went perfect with it because it was a romantic yet you know elegant area, and you know just the way they had it decorated. Mm -hmm. I was I was excited to see the place. I was so proud. Of uh, you know the production team, they were so professional and they made everything so comfortable and easy to do. I, I think it was one of my best shoots. Yeah, same here, same here for me. As far as uh, productions I've put together, this is far, by far one of my best that worked cohesively with everyone and. Uh, also, it was a learning experience for me because I got to work with my mentor, Serge. So uh, he doesn't not know that, but I've uh, learned so much from him and what he does and how he does things and how he works with artists and he pulls his productions together, uh, which you all have experienced. You know, this is what I wanted. When I told you about this and the Dunkin' Donuts, that moment was in my head. That That's what was there. I was like, this is where you elevate yourself as an artist everyone even the people that were visiting us uh could not believe of how amazing uh this production was going and we you know we didn't get to eat pizza halfway in we were all like wow right you know? <laughs> you know? shout you know, out to the extras yeah and i mean when i got there and i mean shout out to my friend lynn chanel who um who plays my love interest in this music video um, and I had pitched her about it, and she was like, wait a minute, why, out of all the people 
Why are you choosing me? And I flat out told her, I said, because I believe in you and I really want you to be a part of this. And without hesitation, she totally agreed to do it. And I was re- you know, really, really proud of the, of the job that she did. But I remember getting there and I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I was it, I was a bit emotional. You know, I, mean, I, I said at the end of the um, at my speech at the end of the shoot, you know, it was my dad. My dad would have been 81 that day. And yeah. he was also in the music industry. And I just felt this presence all day rooting me, cheering me on. And it was just like it was it was a, it was a really good energy mm-hmm. and us getting, you know, next thing you know, I'm on the stair thing with the lights and we're shooting this thing. I'm like, we're really shooting this video now. Like all this stuff that we talked about in November, you know, was coming to fruition that day. And I'm just like, man, this is going to be so much fun. And then when I saw, I think the first couple of playbacks, I'm like, wow. I said, okay, this is going to be really good. So again, kudos to the, um, to, to, you know, to the, to the crew, everybody, the lighting crew, you know, everybody that had a hand in this. And I mean, you know, we had me and Angie had like what three wardrobe changes, whatever it was. I mean, it was we were bougie that day. We were bougie yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but but again, it's like having been on, you know, having been acting for thirteen years, and you know, having long days on set. You know, I, yeah. I remember Edwin because I don't think Edwin knew I was an actor, and I told him, I said, "Dude, I said I there was a time I was on set for a TV show for sixteen hours." And he looked and was like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a show called Royal Pains, and um, I may have to tell a story about that uh, day on an episode on, on a future episode. And yeah, I'll I'm not going to go into that right now. But I was on set for 16 hours that day, so I mean, after that, it was just like anything else is just like a piece of cake. Just like, all right, just if it's nine yeah. hours, okay, great. And which we did do nine hours, but it, it that nine hours flew by so fast because everyone knew what they mm-hmm. were doing. You know, we, every, we yeah. had our shot list of things that we need to do. All right, Derek, we need you to change into this. And I think one of the things that you have sold me on, Fury, and I'm so appreciative of it, that you said, listen, man, you already have enough on your plate as it is. All we need you to do is just to be the recording artist for the day. Yeah. And yeah. that just made and that just made it yeah. so much simpler for me because yeah. I was wearing I so, many, you know, so many hats and everything else. Yeah. I, I my when I tell artists after I work with them or after I work with them, what you felt when you wrote this song is what I want you to portray on camera. You should not be stressing nothing else. Right. To deliver that passion, to deliver that message on camera. You shouldn't be worried about lighting or people are eating enough or drinking or is everyone comfortable. You're there to deliver your art to the world visually. Uh and that's what we show. It's to ease the tension, to ease the stress. So I said this would be a stress-free video shoot for you. That's exactly what you said at Dunkin' Donuts. You, know, you said, "You said, uh, look, yeah. I want he's a, I I need, mm-hmm. he said all you have to worry about mm-hmm. is being a recording artist that day. Mm-hmm. That's all you yeah. have to worry and about." Angie already worked with me and Edwin uh, doing Goodbye, so she already knew how we worked. You know, we worked very well together. So having him there, plus our mentor Serge there, this was not for us. This was in the driver's seat for us. Because uh, everyone that was there was friends and family that we knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of knew how to work with each other. They understood. Uh, and it, it was it was just a wonderful day, you know. It was just a wonderful day. I, I don't get enough of it. Um, that's why it's my profile picture on my Instagram and everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. it's, a day of, it's a day of remembrance, you know. That's their way. When you were sitting there, I was like, I'm. this is 
that was an epic shot. That's yeah, yeah, of course. Epic. Of course. That that was uh Edwin took that picture on his phone, on his iPhone, and I was like, wow, that's magic right there. And he's like, right. You know, and that's even before we go to these edits, what we you know what the audience is gonna see later on. But yeah, what right. we see from behind the scenes, that is for us artists, that's magic, you know. Uh, and I just, that's why that picture is very significant for me as it is right now um, on the gram and everywhere else. I've been <laughs> spreading that photo. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a, a wonderful Amazing. thing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Sergio, big shout out to Sergio mm -hmm. and Edwin. Yep. Color works. Working yep. with them. Yep. Absolutely. So, like I said, you know, August 25th, this record will be out, you know, on all streaming platforms, whether it's, uh, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer. Um, you, uh, title, iHeartRadio, it's going to be everywhere. So as independent artists, what's the most important aspect of when we're releasing, you know, projects and that type of thing? What's the most important thing as we promote this? I believe um, campaigns, right? Marketing campaign and yeah. just some... Um, you know, talking to the public, talking to the fans. Mm -hmm. um, once it is released, we want to get feedback. We want to, you know, I, I believe we should do that. You know, we should ask people that are listening, people that are streaming it, yeah. um, and probably get people to give us feedback, you know? Yeah, that's important. Um, from a music level and a visual level, there's so many ways, there's so many strategies, but I think nothing like the old fashioned groundwork before the technology got here, we were putting music out. Right. And we had to go the hand to hand combat, the door to door, the meeting of the minds or however you want to call it. You have to have these meetings. You have to meet with the people that you want to grow with, with artists. Uh, we live in a day that that's in the palm of your hand. And kids don't see it, people don't see it. So, so what I say for independent artists is that to use what you have to its maximum. All platforms uh, also do the legwork. Uh, and, and you never stop learning. A strategy right. or something may not work for you, uh, but somebody may come and give you the push and, hey, give that a second thought. And that's what you needed. Uh, and keep it simple, you know, keep it simple. Keep creating. Uh, never stop creating. Uh, keep putting it out. It's just going to get better. Um, you know, we live in an infinite space, and as artists and as creatives, uh, you have to keep creating. This is, you know, from what I know, you know. As, as for some of us professional that go in a professional or push to be in a professional space, as you know, your projects get longer. The days get longer. They get bigger. Uh, but you start working with people that have similar traits, similar ambitions. Uh, right. And it, and it kind of gets a little easier, you know? I, I, I tell all independent artists that, you know, the stress that you have now, um, later on, you're going to be like, wow, that was nothing. That was actually, I learned something from this. Uh, right. That stress was nothing. You know, it's just part of human life, you know? Uh, but, yeah. And as far as it goes to, like, pushing and, and, and the creative and putting yourself out there, you know, the best weapon I tell you is in your hand. Research it, put it out there, filter through it, uh, and talk to like-minded people that can help you or help yourself along the way. When I when when I, I said this um, to somebody the other day, and and it, it went off like a light bulb. 
you know, when I say networking, I said, but the, the, the part of that word that's most important is work. Yes. And I think that when you put in the work in networking, utilizing those resources, you know, that's the that's the ultimate way you're going to, you know, to, to get to the next level. And I yeah. had to learn that for my first two music projects that I've done, you know, obviously, you know, being very green in the music industry seven years ago when I put out my first record, I thought that, oh, it was just going to be easy as me putting out a song on, on iTunes, Apple Music or whichever other streaming platforms that are out there. And I had to learn the hard way as like, yo, that's like that's maybe five percent of the work. That's right. The rest of it is, is hustle and bustle. And that's I right. learned that. Yeah. And and that's yeah. why I tell people now it's like, you know, you can't just okay expect things to fall out of the sky and you know expect you know a hundred million you know pla uh, uh streams in a day like that's not gonna that's not gonna happen mm -hmm. and if you think that you know you're in for a rude awakening oh and, you are and the key and the key is is that if you really love this industry if you love this business if you love what you do take pride in what you do then you're just gonna just keep going and moving forward and then that's the only that, that's how people make it is their persistence Perseverance and patience. I call the three P's. Yeah, the, Those are the three P's that I apply to my life. I agree. I'm right there with you with that. That's hundred percent. Yep. Yep. I think persistence. Uh, all those three P's are so important. That's part of everything we do. Uh, even even to the person that's not the creative, uh, they have the same keys, the three P's, but they use them in different tributes compared to artists. Uh, Right. Artists, we are extremely critical of what we look at our art. We're extremely, even to ourselves. Uh, most mm -hmm. artists know that. I, I touch myself all the time on how things could have went better. And these are things that you keep in as an artist. But when it comes down to it, uh, you have to keep those three Ps. You have to stay persistent. I said before, you got the will has to be better than the talent. This is something my grandmother used to tell us. Uh, you got to have the will, and you can do anything you want in the world. But if you don't have the will to do it, the will, the God-given will, and it's not going to happen for you. It's not going to happen. You're not going to go from fifth grade to eighth grade. You just got to go through the steps. You got to have the will in order to want to go to the next level. Uh, and some have a longer road than others, but, you know, we all meet at the same place. You know? Definitely. Now, before we get like out of here, go ahead. Definitely. I like, that, I like that saying, you know, we all meet at the same place. It's, it's true. Mm -hmm. It is. Definitely important. Now, before we get out of here, um, if you guys can give out, and I'll start with Angie first, if you can uh, give out all of your social media, where you guys can be found, whether, you know, YouTube, you know, inst well, Instagram, the, the, the app formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, mm -hmm. um, threads, et cetera, et cetera. Where can, you know, where can you be found? Myself, uh, you can find me, Angie Stars, S-T-A-R-R-Z, on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I started, I just started my new domain, AngieStars.HipHop, so look out for that. Um, and yeah, you can find me on YouTube as Angie Stars as well. Don't forget the double R-Z. <laughs> <laughs> all right and what about you uh fury yes you can get me on all platforms uh directed divine fury aka david Pacho sierra um and from there you see the companies that work for emc productions 
That's how your media group. But yeah, Director Divine Fury on all platforms. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's all the same, all across. All right, well, again, I want to thank you both for, again, taking the time out, you know, to break down the uh, the project known as Espacion. And don't forget, August 25th, all platforms, and the music video to follow afterwards. Thank you guys so very much for coming on, and I'm definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having See us. See you all soon. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the DLU Podcast. Again, I want to thank Angie Stars and Divine Fury for coming on to give us a little bit of behind the scenes of Espacion in regards to the, the recording and, you know, prepping for the music video, filming the music video, you know, getting everyone casted, you know, all the extras and the um, the lighting grip guys, you know, camera guys, you know, everyone that had a hand in this project. I want to publicly thank each and every one of them for um, really bringing my vision to life. You can get Espacion, like I said, worldwide on all platforms, okay? All platforms. You can get it. Was it Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, Deezer, iHeartRadio, you name it. The list goes on and on. There are a gazillion platforms out there that will have Espacion. Think of the platform, and it's probably on there, so make sure you do that. I'm going to, like I said, play the song at the end of this episode in just a few short seconds. But I want to remind you all once again to hit up my store. As a matter of fact, I just dropped a new Espacion t-shirt at shop.derrytlewis.com. Make sure you go there. Follow me on all my social media at the Real DTLU. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis official page. Okay, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast Okay, so you can get all brand new content. Every Thursday, obviously, when I do my interviews, and on occasion when there's some special events going on for pro wrestling, I'll be able to do some extra shows for that as well, and I'll be picking up the pace in regards to doing that. But again, I hope you all enjoy Espacion as I bring it to you right now, and as I always say, no matter what it is you do in life, always remember to make it count. And without any further ado, here's the debut of my brand new single, Espacion. Take care, guys. See it in your eyes. You wanna dance the night away, looking from afar. You wanna dance the night away. Coming closer, the beat takes over. It's a passion over. Seen a looking for ya. It's passion. It's passion. Passion. Ooh, it's passion. La forma en que me haces el amor. It's passion. Ooh, it's passion. La forma en que me haces sentir es To lock it in, sweeten it, know how they keep it. Dance the night away. Love that you seeking, and love is the best kept secret. Amigo, que tu espera. La noche no te espera. Cariño, que te tiene, que te tiene bandolera. Bailemos por amor, lo mejor que desea. Lo mejor que desea es pasión. Staring across the room, as I watch you set the mood. I never saw someone as beautiful as you. All the thoughts that's in my head Making love all night, my bed You and me, the candles lit 
Llévala 